Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning and welcome back. Welcome in. It's time again for the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands here on News Radio 560 WVOC. Such a delight to have you with us every Saturday morning at this time. My name is Gary David. I'll be joined this morning by Michael Nicholson. He'll be dropping by from the movie squad in just a few. James Carwell from Freedom Plumbing will be in as well. And Lori Griner will be here from Lori Griner Allstate Insurance. We start this morning with Casey Alexander with Lifetime Cabins and Countertops. Good Saturday morning to you, sir. Good morning. We want to talk about, because it is that time of the year, man. I mean, it's almost May already. Yeah. We have Memorial Day coming up mm. and July 4th and all the summer holidays and yeah. cookouts and everything else. Everybody's favorite time of the year around here. Uh, so today we want to talk a bit about uh, outdoor kitchens. And uh, you guys do a lot of work uh, with folks uh, with these beautiful stone countertops for yeah. outdoor kitchens. It's it, Remember, this stuff you know comes from outdoors, so it can be used outdoors. And, uh, yeah. Uh, we we work on some beautiful projects, and you know there's a lot that you can do with it. It's not just uh, you know just a, a surface. You can you know do cutouts for grills. We've done cutouts for you know these. Everybody's into that uh, big green egg thing right now. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, doing cutouts for that. Uh, and there are you know out there are outdoor kitchens that we do with with full plumbing, and you know have mm-hmm. that. You know, obviously, you know, that's a James Carwell thing with the plumbing. So sure, <laughs> let yeah, him yeah. take care of all that. But, uh, you know, but you we'll do the cutouts. And you we'll do the cutouts and provide the sink and, and everything else for you. Um, and there's some beautiful stones. That, you know, on on the outdoor kitchens, you know, I prefer to use quartzite. Um, okay. I mean, it's. That's the natural. Right. Okay. okay. Every time we talk about that, I. I again, I always say this, it always seems backwards to me, but. It, it does seem backwards. Quartzite it really does. is the natural. Right. Quartz, quartz is the man-made. Yeah. Okay, so you like quartzite? Yeah, and we've got some really beautiful quartzites. We 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 did one last year, man, with this uh, quartzite uh, called Apache for some friends of ours, and it just it it's gorgeous. I mean, it it's the perfect outdoor kitchen, and we still have some of that material left. What, uh, what makes it so perfect? It, it just it it looks this it looks like it's got a fire inside of it. I mean, the stone is oh, wow. is just the design and the and the movement of the stone. Um, and so it's perfect for you know sitting around a grill watching you know watching the food cook and and everything else. It just I just think it's perfect. Um, so you you bring this up, which which begs the question in my mind at least because this is all natural stone we're talking mm-hmm. here. This the quartzite's the natural. Uh, I, you know how do you so if you you like this one, if somebody came out and heard you talking about this particular, what'd you call it? Uh, this is this one's called Apache that I was Apache. talking about. Okay. It's all different because it's all natural occurring. Mm-hmm. But I mean, are, are they like these big hunks of of land where you, you dig these things out of, and they all have the kind of the same pattern? I mean, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically it. There's different quarries for different, and you know, now so the quarry no, no, can no, vary no, too. They look the same, right? Yeah, they'll be, but they'll be similar, right. right? Right, and and we, you know, some colors that that come out. Um, you know, you may get it out of the quarry. 
you know, this year and then next year where they're quarrying and where they're, you know, um, you know, pulling this rock from, it looks a good bit different. That's why, you know, with natural stone, you, you know, you want to do as much of your project at once as you can. You don't want to try that's to piece a, it together. That's a very good point. Yeah. Because I, you know, that's, that, that brings up another good point is, is trying to match stone. You know, I get a lot of people coming in like, Hey, I have this, I want to match it. I, I've got this other project. You know, that, that's lots of times tough to do. Um, because they may be quarrying something that from the same exact quarry, but it's it's a different vein, it's a different, and it looks completely different. Um, sure, I, mean, I say completely different, not completely different, but it, it it's the same thing in furniture. You know, if you order you know furniture at a different time, if you have a bed set and you order a nightstand two years later that that looks like it matches, you may end up putting it next to it. It's from a different dye lot. And it it doesn't match exactly, right? Yeah. You know, there's a different tone to it. Well, if they're quarrying in a different area, it may be the same exact quarry, the same exact stone, but it may have some different veins of, of different uh, minerals and things in it, and it and it has some different coloring to it. So you know, it's really best when you're doing a project to do you know the entire project at once. You get a lot of that where folks go, well, you know, we've we've got this this stone in like the kitchen, for example. We'd like to put it in the bathrooms. Right, and we want we the do. exact same thing, and you got to break their or, hearts and tell them well. Or the fireplace, the you know, yeah. Now we want to do the fireplace or the mantle, or, or you know, or we want to do the laundry room, and we want it to match exactly. And it's like, well, we, you know, we'll do our best to match it exactly, but uh, you know, it, it may not be, you know, exact since we didn't do it at the same time. Right. Okay. So, good point. We've never actually brought that up before. Yeah. yeah if you're thinking. Well, I might want to do this and then do that later. Go ahead and do it all now if you want it all to look the same. It's definitely best. To, I mean, it, it, and you know, it, obviously, it makes it easier on us. You know, from from a fabrication standpoint, to do everything, and an install standpoint, to make one trip. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, lots of times I understand that it can be cost prohibitive. You know, it, it's you know, there's there's a lot more square footage when you start adding on to the project and things like that. Oh, but yeah. but you know, if you want it to look the best. You know, go ahead and, and spring for it and, and get it done right. So let's get back to these outdoor kitchens. So you oh, like yeah. the quartzite, yes, and you you really like this one pattern. Uh, I mean, I think it looks great for outdoor kitchens. Mm -hmm. I, you know, there's 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 a couple quartzites that we have some uh, some remnants of right now that that would just be great for outdoor kitchens. But there's a lot of granite out there that that looks great also. Um, in fact, I mean, a lot of just the level ones, the the in, inexpensive stuff. Uh, it just seems to suit that usage. Hmm. So you, I mean, you can you know you don't have to spend a whole bunch on it. There's these outdoor kitchens grow. I mean, I, I was you know talking <laughs> about one last night. And it's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be bigger than a, <laughs> than a standard indoor kitchen, <laughs> just the way that they have it set up. It, you know, it's yeah. it's not your standard cabinet depth or anything like that. Lots of them have a lot more space. And then you're cutting out for the grill, cutting out for a sink, and you know there's there's more to do um, on some of these, but uh, it is it, it does look really. I mean, if you want to impress your guests, and you gotta you know, um, it, it definitely looks it looks sharp with with some granite on it. No doubt. So let's uh, kind of recap again. We've talked about this before, but uh, what are the caveats that uh, that folks need to know when it comes to uh, outdoor kitchens a certain stone you don't want to use well you know quartz you is subject to you know the uv light and the heat the consistent exposure to heat from the sun things like that can uh can alter color and and over time so you, you really wouldn't want to use a quartz outdoor 
Um, marble's soft, and so you, you know you'd kind of want to stay away from that. Just you know, I know that it's come out of the elements, and we've got these you know beautiful buildings and, and sculptures and stuff that have. So no, it's you no. know if, if you really like a pattern of of marble and you want to use it, you know don't don't be too afraid to do it. But it is going to be softer, and you know probably this outdoor usage is going to get more abuse than than your indoor kitchen. Um, so you might want to stay away from marble. So that's why I recommend quartzite or or a granite. Yeah, I mean you mentioned that you got marble statues and everything else, right? But, but nobody's cutting on those and banging right. pans down on top of right. everything else. And, and and you know you're. It just seems like it's going it would get more abuse outdoors. So, you know, you, you might want to stay away from it. Now, obviously, we're, we store the stuff outdoors. So, well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting, it's not that it's, the rain's not going to hurt it and things like that. But, you know, in, in the, the courts that we store outdoors, most of it has a film over it uh, to, you know, protect it against UV rays and things okay. like that. So, um, you know, before we start cutting on it, it's got protection on it. Um, but, I, I in my mind, I would recommend the quartzite or the granite if you're if you're looking to do an outdoor project. What about taking care of the stone? Because we have talked before about you know indoors is is one thing, and it's uh, you've got a little uh, formula you come up with for, for yeah. For I mean, I, I still recommend you know the the one third alcohol, two two thirds water. Alcohol and, of your preference, or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know me. <laughs> it'd be it'd be three thirds alcohol if it was. <laughs> no, nah, we. Uh, so it's amazing we get them in here on Saturday mornings. It's really excellent. <laughs> uh, one third alcohol, two thirds water, and then uh, a few drops of Dawn dish soap or or whatever your flavor of dish soap is. Okay. Uh, shake that up in a spray bottle, and uh, it'll it'll clean anything off the countertop. And uh, and not eat away at the sealant. Same thing for outdoor applications, or is same that thing. different? Yeah, same okay. thing. Because the thing is, we're going to seal it, and you, you want to protect that sealant. And even though it's you know exposed to the elements and things like that, um, you still you don't want to use anything stringent. You don't want to use a, um, Lysol or bleach or you know Windex or anything on it. Um, that alcohol and and the Dawn dish soap are going to be plenty, uh, have plenty of antibacterial quality to mm-hmm. to clean it up for you and make sure your surface is ready to be used as an outdoor kitchen. I know the protection you put on them before they're installed is good for I think twenty years. It's rated for twenty years. Yeah, for, is that the same with an outdoor application, or are you gonna? Is that yeah, same? that's a, that's a good question. I'd have to actually research a little bit. I don't know if if on an outdoor if it. Uh, if it would, you know, being exposed to the elements, if it if it would decay quicker and or anything like that, mm. but uh, um, you know, as far as I know, as long as you're not, you know, because it's it's mostly would be rainwater and things like that mm. and sunlight that it'd be exposed to, so I'd expect it to be rated about the same. But that's a very good question. I'd have to look into. Let's check in that. For someone who's listening right now and, and wanting to do an outdoor kitchen, I mean, what's the best place to start? Is it better to start with, you know, talking to you guys about the, the, the actual countertops and the layout and all that and then just kind of fill in? Or Most people are going to have, you know, an area in mind. And so if they can measure out the area, um, you know, it's it, they may have something there already with, you know, um, it's amazing how much plywood I find on top of these outdoor areas. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, somebody's like, well, I built this up and now, you know, now we really just want to upgrade and make it look nice. 
Um, it's it's yeah. it's really it's it's kind of funny how much we we see that. Sure. But um, so most people are going to have an area that they have in mind. Uh, if not, we we can offer some guidance. You know, yeah. we do work closely with some cabinet makers and things like that. Even though we don't do the cabinets any longer, right. we do work closely with some cabinet makers that that can help with the project, um, and uh, and and you know really make your dream like a reality. It's that time of the year. Enjoying time outdoor, an outdoor kitchen, and those beautiful stone countertops is just a ticket. Casey Alexander from Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops. Folks want to get a hold of you? 772-2220 or LifetimeCabinetsSC.com. And two showrooms. You're on front of the road near Costco and out in Chapin and, where you hang out. Yep, 153 Chapin Road out there in uh, getting into Chapin. All right. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, Michael Nicholson, The Moving Squad, when we return on the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands next. I'm James Carwell, local owner and operator of Freedom Plumbing right here in the Midlands. After working as a plumber for nearly a decade, I decided to open my own business and Freedom Plumbing was born. Because of my love for this country and the great respect I have for the men and women of our armed forces and our first responders, I named my company Freedom Plumbing. What sets us apart from other companies is our customer service. We have a five-star rating on Google, a five-star rating on Facebook, an A-plus rating on Angie's List, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I'm James Carwell, local owner of Freedom Plumbing, and we look forward to servicing you for all of your plumbing needs. Get 50% off your next service call when you mention you heard us on WVOC. Learn more at freedom-plumbing.com. That's freedom-plumbing.com. This is Sands Williamson. My brother Forrest and I are the local owners of Correct Creek. We founded Correct Crete in January of 15 after learning about a new and innovative method for repairing concrete. We learned there's an enormous demand in the market for any alternative to replacing concrete. And since this new method is a fraction of the cost of tearing out and re-pouring new concrete, Correct Crete was born. Do you have unlevel or sunken concrete creating unsightly and dangerous trip hazards? Does your driveway, patio, pool deck, or sidewalk hold water or is cracking? Correct Crete has precision concrete solutions for you. We offer an affordable, quicker, and cleaner alternative to replacing damaged concrete. We repair, level, and protect your concrete with minimal construction debris. Call 622-0904 for a free, no-obligation estimate and learn about our unique procedures and warranties. That's 622-0904 or correctcrete.com. I'm Sands Williamson with Correct Crete. Why replace it? Correct it with Correct Crete. And we're back with the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands. Good to have you here this morning. I'm Gary David, joined now by Michael Nicholson from The Moving Squad. Michael, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Good to be here. Nice to have you. Uh, we want to talk about some tips, some things that if you're going through the moving process, uh, the, 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 the very important pro tips, whether you're hiring a mover, such as a moving squad, or you're uh, doing things on your own, you're renting a truck and going to do things uh uh, for yourself, there are some things because this is not something, unless like my situation where you got you know college age kids and they're moving every year or two or what have you. I mean, for most of us adults, this is something we don't do that 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 often. Yes, and there's a lot of things that you can do uh, to make sure things go uh, smoothly and successfully. Again, whether you're hiring a moving company or doing it yourself, we want to talk about some of those things this morning. So, I guess uh, Michael, we need to start off with uh, well, what happens. When you decide to make the move, well, I would say the first thing, as far as just just setting your actual move date, and then you basically count backwards from there. Okay. As far as looking at at preparation time, uh, you know, 
if you're moving yourself, when do you make sure to lock in your rental uh, truck? Uh, if, if you're going to hire somebody, you know, you want to stay at least a month out mm-hmm. as far as, uh, you know, being able to interview companies. You always want to always tell everybody at least get at least interview three. Yeah. Um, you know, you're always going to have your one outlier and then you have two that should compete, you know, compete for your business. But as far as doing it on your own, you know, locking in some 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 friends to help you, you know, locking in a, an exact time that they should be arriving. Um, and then, of course, making sure you have the truck there ahead of time. But the biggest thing as far as just preparing your items to move. Right. Um, you know, as far as items packed, typically I always say, you know, count back the number of rooms in your house and then add it, add an extra two days to that. So, you know, if you're in a three bedroom house, plus your living room kitchen, you know, you want to look at five days, always for your kitchen, add a second day to go. The kitchen always takes at least a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you at least want to start about nine days out, you know, as far as having all your boxes, um, numerous places to get, get, to get, uh, boxes in town. You know, I like the. The bigger centers that uh, are a little more aggressive in their pricing, uh, and especially with uh, packing paper, being able to, being able to protect the uh, you know your dishes, your items that you want to protect, mm. uh, you know to protect those correctly. Is there a trick when it comes to, to packing things like dishes and glasses and all? Is there a, a, a pro tip, a trick that you guys use that you could pass along to folks? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Um, I will say, what necessarily call it a trick is just that you know from from packing you know for many years. One of the things you want to keep in mind is is road vibration, and um, mm-hmm. so therefore you don't ever want to stack anything up. You always want it on its side. Um, as far as talking oh, about okay. your plates, things of that nature, they're always on their side. They're always there's always some padding in between every plate. You never stack anything together. You always want to stay in your small or medium boxes. Okay. Um, and then of course, um, you know, we call it crush, but um, you basically take some uh, of of your newspaper. And uh, you basically make a little bed across the bottom of the box. Then you take the box on its side, and then you start stacking your plates in there. And, of course, when you turn the box back upright, the plates are on their side. Right. But it allows you to get it in there tight. And the key is having your boxes tight. You know, even if you have to come in with with some additional packing paper to fill in some of those gaps, the key is having everything in there as tight as possible. You know, any movement at all. Yes, and that's correct. And then, of course, marking the box is fragile. So, therefore, it's not going to be a load-bearing box, you know, on whoever's loading the truck. They're going to keep it up top. They're going to make sure to protect that box. Or for our Italian listeners, Fragile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on. The Christmas story quote, yeah. Yeah. Fragile. Um, the, uh, so so that, that's one thing. Let's talk about uh, some high-dollar items. Yes. And I will say th- there, there are a lot of, a lot of you know, customers that, that will forget about the wall art. And, uh, you know, you know, talking about the items that they have or as far as some of their, you know, nicer plates that they have staged, staged around the house, your nicer items, your statues, your figurines, mm-hmm. uh, porcelain, things of that nature. You always want to make sure to kind of go above and beyond on those items. And, and if you don't have the original foam packing that those items came in, uh, the biggest one would be wall art. A lot of people um, forget about that. And then when it comes down moving time, they just stack it up in a corner. One of the things I always say, if it's something that's very sentimental, or if it's something that has high retail value to you, then you do need to box it correctly. Um, and that is an artwork box. With a, it's, it's a four-foam corner box that actually, that actually suspends the art in air mm, okay. inside the box. So it's specifically designed for this purpose. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And that's roughly, depending on size, anywhere from a 30 to a $50 box. Now, if it's one of where those... Can, every, where can you find one of those? Can you find one around here? I mean, are they easy to come across? I've never seen one. Um, I go Obviously, to the I don't have centers. any great artwork. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I go to the big centers and buy them, and then of course when I have specialty pieces that are that are of an of, of an odd size or extremely large size, then I have to order those. Mm. You say big centers, you mean like big box stores or big moving centers or, or well, it's, it's big moving centers. Um, you know, the, there's two in town. There's one in the northeast off of Two Notch, and then there's one over in West Columbia off of uh, Augusta Highway and, and I-26. Those are the two main ones I go okay, to. Yeah, right. They have the best okay. prices, and they also have a huge selection in there as far as, you know, whatever you're carrying, they've got a box in there that can handle it for the most part. And then those few incidental, and those few extra boxes, then you'll have to order those. Okay. So, uh, it, and again, it may not be the price. It may be, as you say, it's the... It's what it's worth to you. Yes. Um, be sure to take extra care with those. Now, uh, again, because it's something that most of us, and certainly my age, you don't do that often. Lord knows, I hope I never have to do it again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, uh, when you get your home ready to to get it boxed up, and again, there many moving services will do that for you. Yes. Um, that's you know a, an additional charge, obviously, but. You want to box things up yourself. One of the problems that I've always run into, Michael, is that you're like, okay, um, I still got to live out of this house for a while, you know, for mm-hmm. another week, week and a half, two weeks, whatever. Are there any good way, places to I guess it just depends on the individual and what they use as to what you start boxing up first. Yes, um, a lot of that, um, I would say it's never too early to plan and to start boxing and, and to start. I, I can tell you I've gone and done estimates to where the, the move is still a month out. And the house was already completely boxed up. Oh, wow. Um, but typically, you know, a dining room, a side room, something of that nature, you know, you can take your table up on its side, you know, move the rug over or lay a, an old blanket down so that as you, as you lay the table over. And then you can stack all the boxes around it so it still allows you to live. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, it keeps it out of the way, but it also allows you just to get ready. Because I will tell you, you know, when it comes moving morning, the last thing you want to do is is – is packing boxes. I always say you want to have everything ready to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. The, and, and, and the last thing you pack is your actual bedding. You always want to keep an extra large box next to the bed. So when you wake up that morning, all you do is you take all your covers straight into that box, your pillows and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to your, uh, uh, to your new house, um, then it's a lot easier as far as at the end of the day, not having to hunt for sheets, things of that nature. You've right. got your box with everything ready. So once you set your bed up, you make your bed up, you're ready to sleep because that's the last thing you want to do once you're completing the whole moving process mm-hmm. is looking for sheets. Or um, I've had many customers that as we come and pack, they're like, I want my coffee maker and my coffee oh, yeah. cup. Oh, and, so, yeah. and so therefore, you know, we'll have that box separately off to the side mm-hmm. and, and it's clearly marked all the way around the box. And then all the guys know as we're unloading, we take that one straight to the counter because right. that's one of the things that's most important. So, you know, typically the things that are most important, you know, to be able to be able to allow you to sleep that night or to get up the next morning right. can fit within two to three boxes. True. So you always keep that, that at last. And that's the first thing you have out. And so therefore then you can spend the next day, you know, get up, relax, and then start your unpacking. Get some caffeine and, and go. Yeah, yeah, and just relax because, you know, we've seen so many times, you know, we'll show up in the morning and half the house is packed. And they're like, well, we'll pack this half while you load that half. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yes, more than happy to do that, but but you're actually slowing us down. Sure. You know, so therefore, you know, the bill's going to be a little longer. And, of course, if I have you, you know, stacked with another move for that crew behind you, then now you've just maybe later get, get to my next customer. Right. What, so, what about a situation where uh, – you've hired a mover and they're going to do the packing for you. What sort of preparations do you need to do and how far out for that event and how long, 
Is that a day of thing for them, or do you have to come in the day before to to, to pack all this stuff up? If the mover does it, or how does well, I can tell you, I can tell you the way that I do it. Okay. Um, yeah. I usually will come between one one to two days before the actual move itself, mm-hmm. and uh, we will get all the packing done and get everything ready to walk out the door. Now, I would say, as far as prep work for the customer themselves, the main thing I always say is, you know, if, if you have guns, ammunition, you always want to have that already out of the house. Um, you know, any of your valuables, your jewelry, you always want to have that out of the house already. And that, that's more of as a just because, um, it takes away, you know, any of those little things to where, um, a ring might slip down into the bottom of a box and you think it's missing. And then you find it a week later after you've sure. yeah. hurt a lot of people's feelings saying that, you know, somebody took something when, when that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. The, uh, situation where you've got to put things into storage for uh, a certain amount of time uh in anything you need to be aware of there whether you're again hiring a moving company or doing it yourself i would say when choosing a when choosing a, a storage facility one of the biggest things is is to actually look at the facility itself um you know is it gated does it have cameras do the cameras actually work um do they allow people to prop doors do they prop the gate open um, mm. those are always things. And then one of the things I always do comment on is, is the facilities manager, does he care? You know, do they care about their property? Is their property clean? And as far as just, just taking care of their customer, um, you know, is it well lit? Um, and, and as far as the, the actual climate control facilities, you know, they guarantee not to go above 85 degrees or 50% humidity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes they struggle at, at, at maintaining that. And of course, if you've got leather, or things that are, or, or some other type of material like that inside your unit, and, and the humidity does go up, then you're going to have some mold growth. I always suggest if you're going to go in for any type of extended period of time, say more than two months, you do need to get one of those uh, battery-operated digital humid- humidity. Like a meter kind of thing? Yeah, a meter. There okay. you go. Humidity meter. And so, therefore, you can be able to come and check and, and just to make sure that, that, that the levels are being maintained. Um, you know, cause your homeowner's insurance does extend out for most people as far as protecting their items in there, but, oh, okay. I was but, ask you about that. but only to a certain point. And then the storage facility, uh, about half in town offer additional, uh, insurances you can buy. Now, of course, when it, when it comes down to move, move out time and you then come, come to see that there are some issues, mm-hmm. you know, which facilities are actually standing there at the end of the day and which ones will find a way to try to make an excuse on right. why it was your fault, not theirs. Right. That's good stuff, man. Uh, and uh, we've really, we made a long list before we came on air. I think we got through maybe half of it. So uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have to pick it up right there. Yes, sir. With more, uh, more tips to help you uh, prepare for your move. All right. Michael Nicholson with the moving squad. Good to see it. How can folks reach the moving squad? Uh, the moving squad, uh, 803-915-SQUAD. That's 7782 or 803-319-915. 8111. That's 8111. All right. Michael, have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks, sir. You too. All right. James Carwell from Freedom Plumbing when we return on the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time-consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They'll help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact West Columbia Allstate agent Lori Greiner today for a free personalized night insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? Subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company, Allstate Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. If you're like a lot of people in South Carolina, you like the heat, you like the summer, you like the fun of being outside. Imagine, though, if you could have the sun and fun of summertime without mosquitoes. It's possible. This is Kelly Nash, and several years ago, I started using Mosquito Joe. And it's really so easy. They come to your home, put out a barrier spray, which eliminates the mosquitoes. But not just mosquitoes, fleas and ticks as well. So your pets are going to love it for up to 21 days. Your first treatment is only $39 and there's no contract required. And like I said, we love Mosquito Joe at the Nash household, but we're not alone. They were voted best of Lexington, best of Columbia, and the small business of the year for 2017. So enjoy this break without the mosquitoes, but know that they are returning and you can be ready. Go ahead and call 855-ASK-A-JOE for your free quote. That's 855-ASK-A-JOE for Mosquito Joe. Joined now by James Carwell from Freedom Plumbing. Good morning, my friend. Morning, Gary. How are you? I'm well, man. How about you? Doing good. Good. Enjoying your weekend so far? Yes, sir. How about yourself? I got no complaints. All right, let's talk a little uh, plumbing, my friend. Um, what to flush and what not to flush this morning? Yeah, that is the question, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> well, um, pretty much it's pretty simple. Uh, I wouldn't flush anything other than toilet paper and, of course, the regular stuff that would go in the toilet. Um, there's a lot of products out there that claim to be flushable that uh, I would not uh, put down my toilet. Uh, some of them being cleaning wipes, mm-hmm. uh, toilet bowl cleaners, um, a lot of stuff that they advertise as flushable. But uh, they're trying to sell a product, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they're going to do what they got to do to to get that product out there. Well, it certainly seems as though if these things, and I guess I, if you're only going to do one of them, okay, well, maybe, but right, you know, that, that never happens, right? It always becomes, you know, time and time and time again. And how do they get away with calling it flushable if it really is going to create some problems? That, that is That's a good a question. question. I'm not sure. There's, there's uh, other things in the industry, like the 2,000 flushes that you would put in the back of your toilet tank, mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, clean your toilet as you flush. But they don't tell you that it voids the warranty on the toilet. Oh, really? Uh, because it, it corrodes those gaskets and seals inside the tank. So, you know, well, potential leaks on your toilet because of using the 2,000 flushes. I so, did not know that. Another product that they advertise, uh, you know, they mm. want to sell that they don't really get into the specifics of what causes could come about by using them. And it comes with no disclaimer on the package. I haven't read it in detail, but um, they definitely mm. don't mention it uh, out front. <laughs> well, that's an FTC thing right there. I mean, I think somebody should look into that. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so let's say that uh, I'm trying to remember what the product was. Just a couple months ago, there were a number of stories floating around the national media over some product that apparently a lot of people were flushing down toilets. And it was it was causing not just necessarily a problem with their systems, but with uh, citywide systems. Where, oh, yeah. I've seen some. Where, where um, we're backing up and having issues with all that. Can't think of what it was, but. I've seen some uh, city municipalities putting out caution um, reports on certain products, a lot of them being clean and wipes. Okay. Um, because if it doesn't break down in water, 
then it really shouldn't be flushed because it's going to become an issue for not only your system, but the municipality that services Mm. uh, the the sewer in your area. Um, Because all that's got to go to somewhere, and they're going to get it all uh, if that's the case. Um, And a lot of it also, you know, these flushable products could depend on the condition of your line if you have old cast iron and it's corroded and it's got a lot of um not smooth pipe mm-hmm. um then stuff can start to get caught and it can kind of become a snowball effect mm. um in your system uh, but still nothing but toilet paper is what i would recommend uh, and in general any toilet paper is okay i mean they make some cheap ones out there does that make a difference uh, a lot of that's based on comfort i guess is the way to put it um but a good yeah. test uh, for something that's flushable, you can just get a bowl of water. Uh, you put whatever you're going to use in that bowl of water and kind of swirl it around a little bit. If it breaks up pretty easily, then I would say you're safe to flush. Okay. Good. All right. So let's say you do have an issue with that sewer line <laughs> for, for this reason or whatever other reason there may be. Let's talk about uh, you know what it's going to take to get that fixed. Well, first what we would do is have to unstop the line. Um, so we would run some type of equipment down that drain line, whether it be um, a cutter head to uh, break up whatever it is and get it out of the way. Uh, jetter possibly would do the same thing. And uh, then we want to get in there with the camera to really see what the cause of that issue is. And a lot of times... It's not really a show I want to watch. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> it is interesting, but... <laughs> yeah, a lot of times uh, what we see, especially outside from the home to where the city takes over on your system, mm-hmm. I would say 90% of the time we're going to be looking at a root situation in the line. Okay, and, a tree uh, root. A tree root, yes, mm-hmm. sir. And uh, that can get into your sewer line a few different ways. Um, a lot of contractors are using what they call thin wall PVC. Um, I've seen roots grow directly through the sidewall of this thin thin pipe. Um, so that could potentially be what's causing your stoppage um, on older material it could be degrading uh, fittings where two pipes join together mm-hmm. um, terracotta is notorious for that and this is about two foot section so a lot of times we camera down an old terracotta line and and you'll see roots every two feet um, mm. so uh, and the way they used to join those pipes together was just they'd stick them together and concrete around them and that concrete's going to degrade over time and then leave uh, a place for roots to get into your sewer line. Yeah, this is interesting because I, I know we've Sands Williams with the Correct Creeks talked to us before about certain trees that you should not have anywhere close to your home. Um, and I, I wish off the top of my head I could tell you which ones they were. My wife knows because she mentioned to me the other day. But certain trees, the, the root systems go out so far. Oh yeah. Uh, and so now we got to factor in, you know, where your sewer lines are. That, that that could be an issue with that too. I guess. I'm wondering if the the what is it the crepe myrtle crepe myrtle was one of them. Which I'm pretty sure public can be number one around here. <laughs> yeah, to it's, the, uh, to it's pretty notorious for folks. getting into a, a sewer line. Yeah, uh, bushes can do it as well. I've seen a, a bush planted right next to a sewer line um, grow into where um, a clean out or a backwater valve, which is just a valve that's in to protect you. It's almost like a check valve that only allows sewer to flow one direction. Uh-huh. Well, this uh, begs the question, Mr. Carwell, as a homeowner, is there any way to determine exactly where that sewer line is? Or is that going to take a professional like you to come out and try to You could possibly out? Um, figure out where it exits the home. There's a couple different ways to do that. If you're on a crawl space um, and you were to venture under that crawl space and uh, just locate where that line exits the home at, um, that's one way. What are you looking for? Because you may have 
all kind of pipes running around down there. With is it a big one? I mean, is it it'd be a three or a four inch pipe okay. that would uh, that would exit the home. Um, the home. Okay. And it could be different materials. Could be cast iron. Usually, you're looking at cast iron or PVC um, on the drain. Could be ABS on some older homes. What does um, that mean? ABS. That's... It's just a black plastic okay. pipe. All right. Um, all right. Similar to PVC. Um, you can find it that way. Just if if you don't have a clean out. Um, if you do have a clean out, usually you'll find that clean out about three feet from the foundation of the home, mm-hmm. um, and it'll have a screw off cap, right? Yeah, that okay. you can take off and uh, look down mm-hmm. into that um, sewer line. But basically, if you do if you do locate this pipe that leaves your home, you pretty much draw a straight line from there to the water meter. To, no, what the, would be the water meter? Would it? Out by the it road. would just be the city tap for the city sewer line. Sewer. Okay. Um, I would like to say yes, draw a straight line, but there's many cases where, <laughs> uh, you know, where you think they should have installed it is not where they installed it. I've seen them run under driveways, and the city tap be right in the middle of the driveway. Oh wow! Um, I've seen them run all the way under the driveway to the other side, and you just wonder why they didn't design it a different way. Right. But um, you know, that's just just ha- how it happens sometimes. Um, but well, that, that that certainly brings up the the uh, well unfortunate specter of if if that's the way you, they've designed it to your home and that if there's a problem in that line it's running under concrete now you got to bust up a bunch of concrete to get to it. That is an option. Um, there there are other options out there. Um, pipe bursting being one of them, um, where you pull a chain through the pipe and uh, attach that chain to a new pipe and that pipe is pulled through almost like a oh, conduit. Really? So it kind of goes inside the existing pipe. Uh, well, it's or, uh, the same diameter. So what happens is ah, there's a bursting head that uh, breaks away the old pipe in its place, and, huh. and the new line goes almost using it as a conduit, but you're breaking the conduit apart okay. as you're installing the new pipe. Who knew there was so much to know about plumbing, man? Yeah. <laughs> wow, interesting. <laughs> a lot to it. I, I don't know if I even still have this particular uh, piece of equipment, and I don't know what you call it. If I try to describe it here, it uh, had kind of a crank on the top of it, and uh, you held it and you cranked it, and as you did, it had kind of a, uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's metal or what it is, but it's something that's kind of a curly, curly cue kind of thing. And if you had a stoppage in your toilet, for example, you could put it in there and, and crank it, and that thing would extend down into there. Is that something safe to do or not as a homeowner? Are you going to write risk messing something up? Uh, as long as the um, end of the auger, which in this case, so if we're talking auger? about a toilet auger, okay. I would assume, uh, if if the stoppage is within the trap of the toilet, that'll definitely help out. Uh, just make did you sure, do some damage over that? I mean, you, you just want to make sure you don't scratch that toilet up. Um, yeah, I did that one. <laughs> so what I would recommend is getting the toilet auger that has the, the rubber boot at the end of it and make sure you put that um, yeah, the end of the auger yeah. into the trap of that toilet uh, before you start pushing down. That way, if, if anything's getting scratched, it's getting scratched inside the trap where you can't see it. The auger, okay, or auger. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I thought I did it the way you just described it. Apparently, I didn't. I scratched the toilet bowl a couple of years ago. And if you're concerned with maybe doing that, give us a call. We'll, we'll make sure and, and uh, do it to where you don't have any damage. Do you have to? Do you get a lot of these calls? I mean, uh, have to go out and put a camera down a, a sewer line. Does that happen on a regular basis for you guys at Freedom Plumbing? We it's picked up a lot. Really? Um, we've been doing a lot of sewer line repairs and replacements in the mm-hmm. past few weeks. Would there be a reason for that? Um, could be root growth. Um, getting into spring. Uh, maybe those roots are going out. And, you know, you got new growth coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be heading out looking for uh, water sources. And uh, sewer line is pretty much uh, a pipeline is. for miracle grow. Pretty, much, I would say. <laughs> yeah, they have a way of finding water supplies. Uh, that's correct. 
they got a mind of themselves. All right, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you've got the issues, and, and again, how do you know as a homeowner, we got about 60 seconds, but as a homeowner, um, aside from the toilet, just back it up, back it up, back it up, how would you know you've got an issue along somewhere along the line, I guess? I guess that's the only way to know, right? I would say it would start with some gurgling. Um, if you're using a fixture in another area and you have a toilet that's gurgling uh, in a different area mm-hmm. or even the, in the same bathroom, if you're running the shower and the toilet's gurgling in that same bathroom, ah. stop running water. Um, call a professional because at that point it is not just the toilet it is in your main okay which connects to the whole home all right freedom plumbing james carwell uh how can folks contact you buddy they can give us a call at 803-447-0471 or they can reach us at our website www.freedom-plumbing.com all right have a great weekend man you do the same uh, enjoy yourself i'm doug turnow local owner and operator at Allstate seamless gutter right here in the Midlands. We specialize in gutters and gutter protection and also do windows, doors, and siding. South Carolina is one of only three states in the country that doesn't require gutters, and only 20% of the homes in the Midlands have proper guttering. Your home is one of your most important and largest investments, and gutters are one of the cheapest investments you can do that will save you thousands down the road by avoiding water damage and foundation issues. Most people think gutters are really expensive because they've gotten quotes from the big box places. But that's not true at Allstate Seamless Gutter. We can put gutters on most houses for only $600 to $1,200. It's smart investment in your home that will save you thousands in foundation and exterior repairs down the road. I'm Doug Turnow, local owner of Allstate Seamless Gutter. Give us a call for a free, no-pressure quote, and we will give you 40% off gutters and gutter protection when you say you've heard us on the radio. Call 833-5-GUTTER. Once again, that's 833-5-GUTTER. Or visit us at allstateseamlessgutter.com. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops is your locally owned source for countertops. Great selection, great prices, and they pride themselves on superior installation and customer service. The owner, Marcus, will even personally come out to do all your measurements. See the selection online at LifetimeCabinetsSC.com or stop by one of Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops two conveniently located showrooms on Fernandina Road in Columbia or Chapin Road in Chapin and check out the hundreds of slabs in stock granite, marble, quartz, quartzite, they've got it all. And if you can't find exactly what you are looking for when you're there, and that's rare, they will find it. And it's not just kitchens and baths. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops does outdoor patios, vanities, bars, man caves, you name it. Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops, Fernandina Road in Columbia, Chapin Road in Chapin, and online at LifetimeCabinetsSC.com. Back with our final segment on this Saturday morning. And, hey, look who it is. It's Lori Griner from Lori Griner Raw Estate. It's good to see you Thank again. Thank you, Gary. I'm glad to be back. Hadn't seen you in about, about a month or more, yes. I guess, since you were last here. So you're back and feeling good? Feeling so much better. Thank you. Terrific. It's good to see you again. We have a lot to catch up on here. We do. Um, it's uh, almost May already. And, yeah, we, we kind of missed you were out during during kind of during prom season we would have probably brought up this same topic now but yeah here we go graduation season is upon us and we want to talk a lot about well not just that but summertime and liabilities yes sir yes and making people aware of the liability and uh where we live we're we're so fortunate to live in an area with our beautiful lake murray and lexington is just growing by leaps and bounds and so are boat sales and jet ski sales and we just want to make our listeners aware of um how important liability is out on the water 
mm-hmm. uh, when they're on jet skis, having graduation parties, and and everybody loves to have a good time. We don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but we want to make our listeners aware that you are responsible when you are having a party and you invite people to your home yeah. uh, to have a party. Uh, there's a lot of liability. There is, and uh, especially when you talk about underage kids yes, and, uh, and everything. Of course, there are a lot of tenants we could talk about with that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it occurs to me, Lori, that you could uh, you could go out today. You've never in your life been behind the wheel of a boat, ever. I mean, you can go buy a boat today, put it in the water, and go. Yes. Um, you can't do that with a car. You know, that's right. You have to have a license right. with a boat. You don't. I get it. There's, you know, there's not as many boats on the lake as there are cars on the road and all that. But uh, they can be just as deadly. And it has been, unfortunately, proven way too many times. It certainly has. Not just in our area, but, you know, we just discussed down in Beaufort the tragedy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see more laws uh, that help protect our, our people that are out on the water. It's so important if you're going to be out on the water and if you are having some drinks, it's just as important to have a designated driver with that boat as it is a vehicle. Mm-hmm, sure. And people don't realize that. So many people don't realize that. With your typical boat insurance policy, uh, what are the limits there? Or does, does that policy even cover liabilities for somebody that may get hurt? Does that come back on your homeowners or your boat policies do offer liability protection and it is the most inexpensive part of any policy whether it's auto or boat motorcycle liability is the least expensive but when we are talking to a client that has purchased a boat or a new customer calling in the first thing we talk about is the liability. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing we talk about is the value of the boat. Of course, you want to make sure the value of the boat is covered. But that liability, uh, three hundred to five hundred thousand, uh, is pennies a year. Well, I'm going to say thirty, no more than fifty dollars a year when you're carrying up to five hundred thousand dollar liability mm-hmm. protection. What is it? Where does the where does it start? In other words, it starts. You can so start as low as twenty five thousand. Okay, okay. But so. you know, a John boat can run over <laughs> a child in the water just as fast mm-hmm. as a deep sea fishing boat. Yeah, I was going to say, about the John boat or a cigarette. Boat. That's I mean, right. Or a matter. jet ski. Yeah. Mm-hmm, sure. So um, we we just want mm. our listeners to be aware and talk to your agent about increasing that liability. If you have a boat policy, give the agent a call and say, hey, how much would it cost to increase my liability or what are my limits? So many people have an accident and then they want to know what their limits of liability are. Right. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you, before we came on the air, were relaying a story to me about... And we were talking earlier in the hour, if you were with us, with Casey Alexander from Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops about outdoor kitchens and things. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, you, you see a lot more of that and, 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 and really fancy patios, decks these days that people have uh, built into things like you know, fire pits. And you were, uh, before we came on the air, as I mentioned, telling me a, a horror story of something that happened. 
Yes. With one of these situations. So, designer fire pits and uh, our designer backyards. They they include the fire pit and the expensive kitchens and the swimming pools. Uh, we want to make sure those are covered mm-hmm. under the homeowner's policy as well. But just for instance, you're having a party, a graduation party, and everybody's enjoying the pool and the fire pit and everybody's having a great time. And all of a sudden, someone trips and falls to the side in the fire pit. I just had this happen. Mm. Um, The young person was in the burn center for three weeks. Mm. Now, as a guest onto your property, you are liable for that incident. And, And three weeks in a burn center, three weeks in a hospital, um, that is hundreds of thousands of dollars easy yeah please be aware of what liability limits you have and especially if people are drinking on your premise Mm -hmm. you know that's another cause for a possible lawsuit underage children underage teenage you know young kids uh it could just go on and on what in if you were if you were to purchase homeowner's policy today what's the most the highest limit you can get on liability five hundred thousand is an all state the highest limit under all state okay. and then we also offer a one million dollar umbrella policy that's what i wasn't wanted to get at because as you said three weeks in a burn center you're you're, you're you may well be blowing through a hundred thousand uh, five hundred thousand dollars in liability coverage. absolutely so one million dollars for an umbrella policy uh, may cost you two hundred to $300 a year, and that's an additional $1 million. And, you know, if you've got the toys or the teenager, you know, you've got motorcycles, jet skis, a boat, take that extra step for protecting your family, the things that you work hard. We want you to play hard. If you work hard, play Mm -hmm. hard, but be responsible. And consider that one million dollar umbrella policy in the event of a tragedy so you don't lose everything that you've worked for mm-hmm. sure uh, let me ask you this question i'm talking to Lori griner from Lori griner real estate that's good to see you again thank you it really is if you uh you know this time of the year decided you want to have a pool installed uh, does this ha- do you find this to happen where you uh, have clients who maybe have put a pool in the backyard and not notified you of that is that automatically covered under the homeowner's policy, or does something need to change there if something like that's added to the to the to the property? If you have a standard homeowner's policy, it has an automatic uh, other structure protection depending on what your structure is covered for. Let's say two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, uh, you have a home for two hundred fifty thousand, and you install a pool, but you don't let anybody know. Your homeowner's policy should automatically cover anything that's not attached to the house for 10%. So you would automatically have $25,000 worth of protection. But if you have a two-car garage in the back or a man shed and you have, you know, you may have $40,000 of property that is not attached to the home, you need to call your agent, bump that up. It's pennies on the dollar to add fifteen twenty thousand dollars more but if somebody adds something like a pool which can be a hazard 
Yes. Uh, and the insurance agent is not aware of this, and there is some sort of a tragedy when it comes to liability. They are covered. You're, you are covered. Under they that. are covered. What about, and is this, is this true or is this just a myth, that if you put a, a pool in your backyard that you need to have that area enclosed, Well, a fence or something around it? I have been an agent going on almost 30 years, and as long as I've been an agent, insurance companies require fencing, okay. a protective fencing around a pool area. Okay. Unless you're in a remote area way out in the country and there's an exception given. But that's few and far between. I think in 30 years I might have had two exceptions mm-hmm. over 30 years. So if you built a pool and did not put a fence around it and somebody just meanders onto your property without your permission and without your knowledge and has an incident in that pool, you're liable. You are liable, yes. You are liable. But if you have the fence... And they hop the fence and get in your pool. That could be, uh, that's a thousand questions. <laughs> I'm not an attorney. Uh, but, but from an insurance standpoint. But from an insurance standpoint, Gary, I've seen it where the insurance company has paid out. Wow. Okay. So. Okay. Well, bottom line is, I mean, be on the safe side. Anyway. Yes. Enclose that area. Enclose the area. Yeah. Make sure you have plenty of liability protection for graduations lake fun uh if you're if you're pulling a camper and you're going to the beach or the mountains your liability extends from the pulling unit so the truck or the vehicle that you're pulling that camper Mm -hmm. uh, the liability extends from that unit make sure you've got plenty of liability on that truck or whatever the pulling unit is right so as you engage in well that's not a risky behavior i get it but but in when you multiply the, the the number of possibilities that could go wrong here, you want to be looking at those liability uh, limits and make sure that you're 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 covered. I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, driving down the road, who knows what could happen? Yes, as you're towing something. I mean, the, the tire blow out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you get the swivel. You're going down the road at seventy miles seventy miles an hour, yeah. and uh, beach traffic. A lot can happen. Well, if it's beach traffic, you're probably going 15. But <laughs> <laughs> this is true, Gary. <laughs> On the way to the beach traffic, <laughs> before you get there, right? Lori, right. uh, all right, Lori Grider, Allstate. How can folks get a hold of you if they have uh, questions? They can need call coverage? us. Uh, yes, eight zero three nine two six eleven seventy, or look us up at LoriGrinderAllstate.com. And remember, check those liability limits. Check those limits. And talk about a pup too. If you've got a lot of stuff. And if you got teenagers, <laughs> we want to help you. Check out the pub. Lori, great to see you again. Thank you, Gary. Pete Wine Pool and Spa is a premier swimming pool construction and service company with 35-plus years of experience in the industry. We're a family-owned and operated business and have built our reputation on quality and dependability. Our philosophy is to offer the best products available at affordable prices while maintaining the highest level of customer service possible. Pete Wine Pool and Spa is your one-stop shop for everything swimming pool, hot tub and swimming pool repair and maintenance, vinyl line of replacement, safety covers, baby lock fencing, the latest energy-efficient equipment, and eco-friendly salt systems. We're here to help you create that perfect outdoor living space to enjoy with family and friends by renovating your existing pool or new construction options that include fiberglass, vinyl-lined, or gunite swimming pools. Our motto is, if you can imagine it, we can build it. Pete L. Wine Pool and Spa, two beverages, ale and wine, PeteLWinePools.com. 
I'm Michael Nicholson, co-owner of The Moving Squad, locally owned and operated in the Midlands. My business partner, Tim, and I have over 26 years of experience between us both in commercial moving. We've both been frontline guys working directly with customers and then seeing the customers get taken advantage of or misled or mistreated by other companies. Tim and I knew that we could do it better. We knew we could do it with integrity. And that's why we co-founded The Moving Squad. We are one of the few moving companies in the industry that require all of our employees to undergo a background check, training, and a safety class. At The Moving Squad, we can pack for you, provide climate control storage, and move military families on and off base. We believe in giving back to members of our community that serve others. That's why we are proud to offer a 10% discount to all military, police, and first responders. Call the Moving Squad for a free estimate, 803-915-SQUAD. That's 803-915-SQUAD. Wow, it's hard to believe, but the hour is gone already. That was quick. Thanks again to Casey Alexander for dropping by from Lifetime Cabinets and Countertops. Outdoor kitchens, those beautiful stone countertops. Talked about that with him. Some steps to uh, to go through, some things to know, some tips. Thanks to Michael Nicholson from the Moving Squad for enlightening us. And yeah, we didn't get to half what we wanted to talk about there. So we'll have to take that topic up again in a couple of weeks. Things to do before you get ready for that big move. James Carwell with Things You Don't Want to Flush. A couple of things you can, but a lot of things you don't want to. Backed up sewer lines, the issue. And Freedom Plumbing's James Carwell here with some great information on that. And again, Lori Griner just uh, joining us, talking about the liability insurance and the importance it is, especially, well, any time of the year, but specifically this time of the year. All right, uh, we'll be back next Saturday morning at 8 o'clock for the Home Improvement Show of the Midlands once again here on 560 WVOC. And I'll see you Monday morning at 6 for Columbia's Morning News. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.